Again, our scripture this morning, if you want to turn to the book of John chapter 2, uh, and hold that for just a moment and go back into the book of Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to talk about uh, these uh, in just a moment, and then we'll get into some other scriptures. John chapter 2 and Proverbs chapter 3 is where we're going to begin at. Uh, this morning, we'll begin here in Proverbs chapter 3. Not long ago, I guess it was a little over a year ago, we, we read the scriptures there in John, and it was about the idea of how that if we give Christ one thing, that how he makes it better or more imperative or more needful for what we get in return. This morning, I want us to think about uh, a little bit different context of John chapter 2, uh, and it's going to come out of Proverbs chapter 3. And the idea this morning is the solution. I didn't say a solution, but I said the solution. Proverbs chapter 3 says this in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. John chapter 2, and you can hold Proverbs for a minute. We'll come back there for a moment. John chapter 2 in the fifth verse says this. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatever he saith unto you, do it. Going back to Proverbs for just a minute, the solution would simply be, whatever he asks you to do, do it. Now let's think about some, an idea or concept for a minute. If you're ever around anybody that starts the conversation like this, well, Scott said, and then you're going to probably wait and see what he says. If Scott tells you a way that you can save money, you might be like, ah, skepticism. I don't know if he really knows how to tell you how to save money. Maybe Scott will tell you to do something. Whatever it is, you may think, mm, I need to validate whether that person knows what they're talking about. But I want to tell you something this morning. If Jesus says something, we ought to just end it right there and say, do it. Whatever he wants you to do, do it. If Jesus says, do it. Well, preacher, you ain't even let me finish saying what Jesus told us to do. That's non-negotiable this morning. If Jesus tells us to do something, do it. And that's exactly when we, when we talk about the solution to our problems or the solution to anything that we may have in life is that, that, that his mother said from the servants, she said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. So this morning, it's not my opinion, and, and you don't have to validate what my theories and my philosophies are. We're talking about what Jesus tells us to do. And here in John chapter 2, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but John chapter 2 is the account where there was a marriage festival and there was a little shortage of, uh, of deeds, and Jesus is going to turn the water into wine. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I'm going to start this morning in the book of Proverbs chapter 3. That in John chapter 3, there has to be an element of trust. If you say Scott said, then you've got to find out whether you can trust me or not. Whatever, whoever it is in life you want to validate, should I trust them and what they're telling me to do? The advice that they're giving? We, we always want to have this idea of validating trust. Is there anybody here today that wants to deny or dispute the fact you can trust God? Folks, I want to tell you, I believe deeply that you can trust anything that are the words of Jesus Christ. If he said it, I believe it. And I believe you can abide by it. I believe you can apply it to your life. Just do it. Now, 
we're, one of the things we're going to talk about in just a little bit is some of the things that we are asked to do make absolutely no sense, but there has to come an element of trust. Why would you have to do that? Or this doesn't make sense to do that. But, but whatever it is, if he asks you to do it, listen to these words. She said, whatever he's going to send to you to do, she said, just do it. Proverbs chapter 3 in the fifth verse says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Now notice the complete dependence that we have to have upon God. Folks, your dependence in life can, can, can branch out and it can encompass a lot of areas. But I pray that in all aspects of our life, and I'm going to say all aspects of our life, our church life, our work life, our school life, our, our, our home lives, whatever aspect it is, I hope this morning we can all trust God. Believe in God and that we can have a dependency upon God. Do you depend on God? Some people may say, well, well preacher, I believe and I depend on God every Sunday morning to give me my spiritual needs. Folks, do not limit God to your spiritual needs one day a week. Do not think that God desires to only give you your spiritual needs on Sunday for I believe that He wants to give them on Thursday and a Tuesday and a Saturday and a Monday and a Wednesday. God desires for us to always to be dependent on Him. And that's why the Scriptures teach us trust in the Lord with all thine heart. But you've got to differentiate here, he says, for just a minute. He said you've got your ways. He said you've got God's ways. You know a lot of people are clouding the two up. I'm going to say that one more time. People are getting cloudy and confused about their ways and God's ways and they're trying to overlap them and see today is that if their ways can come before God's. In other words, if I take two pieces of paper, then I want to put my ways in front so you don't see what's behind. Folks, our ways should perfectly overlay God's ways so that our ways are His ways. We know one of the things we talked about in Sunday school is, is that God's Word doesn't change. If we were to overlay our theories and our thoughts and our words... Are they perfectly good and going to align to God? You can take two pieces of paper. If the typing's the same and the font's the same and everything's the same, you can put them one in front of the other. You hold them in front of a light and you can't tell the difference. They all blend in together. But what happens when you take two pieces of paper, one has one writing and one another, you put it in front of a light and you realize there's a difference in it. Folks, today my point is this. Do not change your way, excuse me, do not change God's ways. It's His ways should always be that sure and steadfast way and we should always align to Him. So again, the idea is trust in the Lord. And He said, lean not unto thine own understanding. There is a man's way and there's God's way. And may man's way always align to God's way, but may we always believe that God's way is important. So we have to have this understanding that there is a difference in our ways and in, in God's ways. For lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Does God have desires this morning? Obviously he does. For he says in the sixth verse. He says acknowledge him in all thy ways. And he shall direct thy path. I believe that God desires to give us guidance in our life. But in order to do that, we have to do what he bids us to do. John chapter 2, turn over for just a minute. I want you to take very close notice that Mary does not tell Jesus what to do. She just tells him about the circumstances and the situation. 
Do you ever find yourself or do you ever see and hear people that want to tell God what to do? You see, there's a difference. When I say that, that there's a solution or when she says to do it, she's not saying do what, it, what the council or somebody else may say. She's talking about Jesus. She said, if he tells you to do something, do it. Folks, that's great advice that I can give to anybody right now in the current day in which we live that anything that Christ asks you to do, do it. Now, I don't think that she was, she was presenting a situation to him that where, in this wedding festival that he did not know about. She was acknowledging there was a problem and she was even acknowledging the fact that her son, not so much the son of man, but the son of God could fix their problem that they were in. You see, a marriage would last more than a day. It was several days. And in this marriage festival, the groom was responsible for providing what the people need to have a, a, a celebration that was there. So in this celebration, Paul's right here for just a minute. Time out. 1 Corinthians tells us that Jesus said that when we take of the Lord's Supper, that we take of the fruit of the vine or the, 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 the juice or the wine that's going to be there. He said, let that represent his blood. So I want you to understand that, that when we talk about the, the wine that's going to be produced here at this wedding festival, the idea is if there is a wedding that's there and the groom is responsible, he's going to make sure that they have what they need. God has provided what man needs to enter into heaven, and that's the blood of his son Jesus. Now you have to remember when we talk about the the the, the, the the creating of the grapes and the, 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 the fermenting, as some might say, even of the wine. I'm not here today to talk about grape juice versus wine. Everybody's got some different convictions about that. The idea is the only way you get either one of them is by a crushing, a, a, a crushing uh, activity or a crushing uh, moment that happens. And that's what happens in the, the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was going through that, the, the, a crushing moment that was there. So here in this wedding festival, I'm, I'm kind of lay the, the foundation, if you will. There was a wedding festival that was there, and there was going to be a shortage uh, of the wine that was going to be there. So Jesus said, I, I'm going to ask you to do something. And notice what she did. I'm going to back up to John chapter 2. The third day, there was a marriage in Cana, the first verse, of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Well, Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. So there's a problem. She didn't say you've got to produce wine. She said they have no wine. If you remember when Lazarus was dead, they didn't say you need to resurrect him. She just said Lazarus is dead. That's two different ideas I want you to understand. There's a difference when we come before God with a situation that's outside of our control, needing help, versus going to God saying, well, this is the problem and here's the solution. I'm not a doctor by no means. I'm not a mechanic. But you know so often that, that people decide that they not only know their problem, they know the answer to their problem. Folks, there's a difference when we come before God not realizing that, that we don't have the answer ourselves. We tell him our problems and he gives us an answer. And notice what she said. Notice what she says there in that fifth verse. And whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. But I want to go back for just a minute in that fourth verse. Jesus saith unto her. Now, I don't know if Joseph was still living at this point. Very well could have been dead. Jesus was, this, this is the beginning of the very first miracle that he had. 
So now it's almost to that point where Joseph, excuse me, Jesus was going to have to perform these miracles and he was going to be out from the, 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 the government or under the, the guardianship is the word I'm looking for of Mary and Joseph. So in this time, Mary had to get to that point of surrender. And Jesus was not being rude to her when he says, Woman, that was actually a very polite, not just mom, but it was a very understanding woman. He says, What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Mary was willing to let Jesus do whatever needed to be done, and she said, They don't have the wine. But he says, woman, he says, the hour is not yet come. Well, that gives us a true understanding when we talk about that Jesus' timetable is not our timetable. He's on a heavenly timetable, and he's going to do things in accordance to God's will, not our will. And that's a struggle for us because we have our timetables and our schedules and our routines about things. But he says, mine hour is not yet come. Now this, this festival that was happening here, there was a need. He was going to provide their need, but he was going to provide it in a way that was going to be, to me, just kind of an odd ways. He's going to tell them. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. He's going to tell them. He says, you need to bring water. And he says, once you bring this water, he says, I'm going to change that water, not just clean it up, but I'm going to change it from water to wine so that way you have what you need for the marriage festival. I hope that you are connecting the dots between this. That when Jesus says that that fruit of the vine represents his blood. I hope that we understand that Jesus is saying, not because my mother told me to do this, because she never told him. Folks, this is by the will of God that Jesus was going to provide what man needed. Now, folks, notice that we're not, we're not saved at the command of his mother. And I know some today may worship Mary, and I believe she was. She was a, a miraculous woman that conceived by, as a virgin, and I believe in that. But I want you to know today that we are not saved because of what Mary may have said, which she didn't. But we're not saved because what Mary said, we're saved at the very command of God. Aren't you glad today that whatever he tells us to do, we should just do it? Aren't you glad today that we can get to this point in our life that we can do these things? And there was supposed to be an abundance of these things that were there. And I believe that God desires that we might have an abundance. But I want to focus again on that fifth verse. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. In our scriptures reading this morning... Christ does not always, or what we should say, understand is that He does not always want the things that we can do. He works on the things that we cannot do. They could bring the wine. Now this is a little struggle for sometimes a fine line in there. But there are things that we can do, but then there are some things in life only Christ can do. If I tell you to do it, that's one thing. Well, we need to do this or this or this and this is how it needs to happen. This is what we got to sing or this is how we're going to sing it or this is what time we're going to meet. This is how we're going to meet. Folks, let me understand that there's a vast difference in what I may say versus what Christ says. If Scott says it, then you have, that, you have the right to question it saying, does he know what he's talking about because I have a humanistic body about me. But if Jesus says to do something, you know, my answer is do it. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You see, we can fill the water pots. So this morning, do you think there's anything that you can do? 
Well, preacher, I'm just not very good. I don't have anything to do. You know what? Sometimes God said, just bring me a water pot. Sometimes you just bring some a water pot with water and you give it. And this is what we talked about, I don't know, a year or so ago is God can change it. But it's about a willingness to give to God something. When we talk about the solution today, the problem came up at the wedding is, and they wanted wine. The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. So this verse that we're reading about here is, is that there was a need in their life. He could supply their needs. But you see, right in the... the Christ was not going to be the reason that the feast was going to be unsuccessful. If it was going to be unsuccessful, it's because of their obedience. Or maybe we should even say disobedience. Folks, I want to reword that a little bit different. If you go to hell, it's not because Jesus did not provide you the sacrifice you needed. It's a lack of obedience to the Spirit of God. That's the difference in that. We cannot say, Jesus didn't provide me what I needed. Our society today is real quick to want to cast the blame somewhere else. Well, if they would have, or if they would have, or if they would have given me this or done this or done that, in other words, these things wouldn't have happened, folks. I hope that you will hear the urgency of my my, my convictions this morning. Jesus has provided what we need to escape hell. He's given us what we need. There's no other sacrifice needed. There's no other uh, means by which we're going to be saved. We have to have the blood of Jesus Christ. So when I say the solution, I didn't say a solution. I said the solution today, folks. Jesus is the solution. If we will just do as he said, whatever he saith unto you, do it. There's a lot of people in life that don't that have something missing. That's what he said in the third verse. It says, they said to them they have no wine. They have other things in their life, but they were missing the blood of Jesus. Let's say it like that. You know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of things in their life. They, they, they have all kinds of stuff. And I'm, you know, today, what, what you've accumulated in life, that, that, that's great, for, and I'm thankful for those things. But today, folks, you can have everything this world has. And the scripture says, what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world, but he loses his own soul? So what does it amount to if we have all of these things, but we do not have the blood of Jesus Christ? So what does it all boil down to? What does it all happen? Uh, how does this all uh, accumulate in our life of the things that we need here of all the marriage festival things? And by the way, that was, not, that was just one element of what they needed. There was all kinds of other things. But what Mary is going to say is they were missing this particular specific item from their celebration. And when she said they wanted wine, they ran out of wine. It is the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. This morning, I want us to pause for just a minute and let's, I think, rightly give attention to the fact of when there was something needing in her life, she went to Jesus. I don't disagree with that right now, do you? If you've got something missing in your life, there's no better place. I didn't say there's not other people that we can talk to, but there's no better place that you can go to than to go to Jesus. Folks, if you go to Jesus, here's the thing. Do you go to Jesus talking or do you go listening? Now, I do believe. Don't you leave this morning thinking, that preacher says we can't uh, have a little talk with Jesus. Yes, we can. But we have to remember communication goes both ways. Not only do we talk to the Lord, we got to listen to the Lord. That's why Mary said these very words. What so whatever excuse me, whatever he saith unto you, do it. Jesus was the answer. She brought in the problem, but not the solution. He knew the solution. 
Do you think God knows the solution to your tomorrow before it ever happens? Whatever tomorrow is. I don't have a clue what, what, what this Sunday afternoon holds. I have no clue what tomorrow or Thursday or Friday, whatever. I don't have a clue what that holds, but I know who already has a solution right now to your tomorrow. I love that old song. I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Today, folks, I wish I could tell every one of you then here in a little bit when we leave that your week's going to be filled full of blessings and all the good things in life are going to happen, and you're not going to have any heartaches, but I cannot promise you those things. What I can promise you is that no matter what tomorrow is, Jesus has the answer for your needs. What's the most terrific thing that we could think of? And your mind may be running rampant this morning. Of the most horrific thing that could possibly happen. Here's the thing. He has already given us an answer. She goes into him and she tells him. Uh, she says, whatsoever. She tells the others. She said, and whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I'm thankful today that Jesus is the answer to a lot of our problems that we have in life. And I believe today that Jesus can, can, can take just a little bit and he can, he can bless him. And that's what we read about. Let me just turn over to Matthew for just a minute. Matthew chapter 15. And in the 32nd verse where he feeds, the, this is the feeding of the 4,000. Some people think this is a, a, a revised of the other. No, it's not. It's a different account. But notice what happens in the 32nd verse. Jesus called his disciple unto him and said... I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. In other words, if there's something lacking in their life, listen to what he said. I have compassion. Folks, you ever had compassion for somebody? What extreme would you go through when you have compassion? Folks, God has such compassion for our needs that he will send his only begotten son. You want to talk about the depths of compassion? God sent Jesus out of heaven. He existed before where he was born of, 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 of a virgin. God existed before that. But we see that God sent Jesus to this earth. He said, I have compassion. He said, I've, I see that there's a need in their life. He said, they have nothing to eat and I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. He said, if they do not have needs. I'm going to give them what they want. He said, unless, he said, I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. He said, if they'll go away hungry, he said, it's not because I didn't provide it for them. Folks, today, if you leave here lost, I'm going to say this pretty plainly and pretty straightforward. If you leave here lost today, it's not because Jesus did not tell you what you need to do. Jesus himself said, if you do not repent, you will perish. It's a turning, it's a, it's a seeking after him, turning from sin, turning unto Christ. He gives us those instructions. Listen to what his mother said. Whatever he saith unto you, do it. His disciples said unto him, When should we have to so much bread in the wilderness and to feel so great a multitude? So Jesus said, How many loaves have you? And they said, Seven, and very few fishes. So you, you know how the rest of the story goes. They surrender, he multiplies, he feeds them. This morning, do you believe that he's able to supply the needs that you have Amen. in your life? Absolutely. But what are you willing to give up in order to do that? They had to supply the water before he would ever turn it into wine. And notice what happens. She begins to come unto him and give these instructions. Whatever he said unto you, do it. 
She has given them specific instructions that you need to be obedient. Folks, I don't know how many times that we can stand up and tell you to listen to the Lord. Do what He wants you to do. Obey Him. Follow His, 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 His ever lead that He may give you in life. Of all the things that God is telling us that we should do, that still small voice that is deep down inside of you this morning that you hear stirring, whatever He's telling you to do, do it. I've learned this. Now, I'm not trying to, to, to get offensive or, or get into people's business. But if you ever notice if somebody really wants something, they'll listen to 20 different people give them suggestions on how to do it. Okay, if you want whatever, clean carpet. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be nice, but if you want clean carpet, then you try this method, it don't work, then you'll try this method. Well, if that don't work, you're going to do this method. And that don't work. Folks, let me tell you something about the blood of Jesus Christ. It'll work the very first time. But we listen to so many things because we want those, whatever item it is. We want something so bad, we'll try anything. Have you ever wondered about how, how indebted that people go trying to obtain something that's not going to happen? Fact is, today, folks, when Jesus supplies our needs, it's going to be sufficient for us. There's not a fountain of youth that's out there for our bodies, but I'll tell you this, there is blood for our souls. There is blood that will cover us from all the unrighteousness that we have. And we listen to so many things and ideas and theories and, and, and methods of how we can obtain all these things. But yet when Jesus tells us to do something, we kind of get that, nah, I'm not sure about that. Folks, today may we never doubt that when Jesus says, then do it. May we never question today that if Jesus is asking us to do something, well, why should I do that? What sense does that make? What do you mean I'm supposed to bring water and put it here? Folks, we're not missing water, they were saying. They were missing wine. But they had to realize is that the change happened at the very commands of Christ, not their command. The change in our life is not happening because of what we say. It's about what we surrender. Boy, you need to take that right there home with you. The change doesn't happen by what we necessarily say. It's about what we surrender. Man, the world is all about how you say this and say that, folks. What are you giving to God? What are we going to surrender to Him? It says, and whatever He said unto you, do it. I'm sure my life and your life and all of our lives are filled full of people that's like, nope, not going to do it. Nope, not going to do it. No, not going to do it. Matter of fact, we even come up with a, 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 a title for it. It's called defiance. A, a defiance disorder. Some have it. said, you're told to do it. Nope, not going to do it. You know, there's one person that we cannot say, no, I'm not going to do it. And everything's going to turn out all right. Folks, when you tell God no, you're telling eternity no. You're telling heaven no, and you're saying yes to hell. Folks, you do not have to change anything to go to hell. You have to be changed to go to heaven. That's where the difference comes in today. Do you want that water or do you need the wine? Do you need that joy for the festival? Or do you just want to be content with what you've got? They were very clean people, so there was plenty of water that was available. But you see, it had to have a touch from the Master's hand. This morning, are you willing to be that surrendering person that says uh, that, that whatever He asks you to do, He says, what He saith unto you, do it. She tells them, if you've got a problem, you need to not only go to Jesus, but you need to listen to Him. For He is the solution to all of the problems that we have in life. Mary couldn't solve the problem, could she? No, she couldn't. She could not solve the problem of herself. She had to go to Christ so that He might be able 
And of course, you can see, I'm going to skip down a minute. Uh, 6 verse says, And there were set there six water parts of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or more first skins apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water parts with water. And they filled them up at the brim. I tell you that this morning because I want to be that person along with many other people that's going to rise up and say, Whatever, notice what it says. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And you know what? They did. This morning, I'm not asking you to do something to fill the water pots for my sake. Because the problem was, the others were missing in their life. Today, what about you? What are you missing in your life? Well, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, You need to trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. It doesn't make a lot of sense if you're missing wine at a festival, why you bring water. The idea is not about what they brought, it was about who their faith was in. This morning, who's your faith in? Who's your confidence in? Who's your trust in? Scott said, then you can go ahead and you can try to validate it. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't know that I would listen to what, what Scott said. But if Jesus says do it, then I'm going to tell you this. Do it. I want us to get a song here this morning. Those are the things I had on my heart.